Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina, and thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I realize there are so many things that you probably need to get done. I realize that many of you might be listening to this while you're getting those things done, but it means a lot to me that you chose to spend some time with me, and I hope that I can make it worth it. I hope that I can give you some value, some motivation, some inspiration, and leave you with a little bit of a roadmap into moving to your next level and feeling really good and fulfilled at the goals you're kind of aiming for right now. So um, thanks for hanging out with me, you guys. So it's so interesting. Today is Friday when I'm recording this. It's Friday night, and it's going to be released tomorrow, Saturday, because that's where we are. I'm recording this podcast the night before we are releasing it. And tomorrow, I'm actually running the Surf and Santa 5-miler. And so when I'm so when I'm recording this, it is... December 16th. And so on the 17th, I'll be running the Serpentina five miler with many of my current runners, which is so cool. It wasn't a part of our planning process. We trained for the Wicked 10K at the end of October. That was our big goal that we worked through, worked towards through the summer and through the beginning of the fall. And we reached that goal at the end of October and then decided we were going to set our spring goals. And many of us chose our spring goals and we're working towards them right now. But we knew that this would be a fun race in Virginia Beach and something cool for us to, you know, hit along the way. Kind of like if you think of, if you've ever played the game Sonic, and I'm pretty sure I've used this, I've referenced this before, you know, when he would hit certain points on his track, like it like super zoomed you faster forward. I know that's not really the lingo that we would use, but that's kind of what happens whenever you sign up for like fun events like this especially if you can do them with people that you've been connecting with, like us. We've been working together and training together. And so to be able to connect with people that we don't typically see, it kind of just gives you a turbo boost into like the next part of your training. And so there's no doubt that this is going to be a benefit for us, those of us who are able to be there in this kind of training, this part of our training cycle. So it's December, it's getting colder, it's getting darker, it's gloomy. And you know, you really have to dig deep, not really to complete a run, but to get started. Like that's a huge barrier. Barrier is not the word. It's a huge challenge at this point in training, if you're winter training, because, you know, it requires a couple of extra layers, a little, a few more words of inspiration and motivation, and you need an extra little boost to get out the door. Now, once you're out there, you're going to feel amazing. Winter running is, in my opinion, is so much easier on your body. It's, it feels so much easier than, you know, when you're running in 
the high, high temperatures and, you know, your body's working so hard to cool itself and to grow at the same time. So there are some huge benefits to running in the cold and the colder months. And even in the dark, it's a whole different take and perspective on things. If you can find a safe place to run whenever it is dark outside, you know, with some headlamps and reflectors, it can be a really cool experience. So I am super grateful that we are shifting into this season of training because I do love it. But I will admit, me along with everybody else who trains, that these days of running are a little more challenging to get out for. I don't know, the thought of coming home after, especially, you know, I run after work. And typically I run after, you know, into the evening, either when my kids are already in bed or after, you know, sporting events that they have. So I'm doing like some some evening runs and it is, you know, when it's cold out there and you have to put on the extra layers and get yourself out the door, sometimes it is so tempting just to curl up in a blanket and, you know, watch some Netflix or whatever, whatever it is. So I will, I want to reemphasize though, that after you get moving, like literally after that initial momentum takes place that, you know, you just start rolling and it feels so good. And then you come home and you have some hot chocolate or hot tea or hot coffee, uh, if it's early enough, and you just feel so good for the rest of the day. I love putting on cozy sweatpants and cozy sweatshirts. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, I know this is airing on YouTube and on the podcast. So some of you can see me, some of you can't, but right now I'm wearing a hoodie that I wore to work today. It was actually, you know, I work at an elementary school and it was Frosty the Snowman Day and everyone was encouraged to wear like comfy clothes today. So it was a really great day <laughs> to be at work in sweatpants and a hoodie. And I'm just so feeling it right now. Today was not one of my scheduled run days. As you know, we run three days a week and I ran my second run yesterday. So I checked that off the list. And my third run will be tomorrow whenever we do the Surf and Santa five miler. Now we are not trained up to five miles right now, but those of us who are currently running have been running. Like we've already been building a foundation through the summer. And, you know, we reached the goal of running a 10K in October, which is six miles. And then this kind of we haven't worked up to five miles yet in our training. Even those of us who are running a half marathon in March, we are not at the five mile distance yet. Our longest run, I believe, has been three, I believe it's been three, maybe three and a half. It might be three and a half this week, this weekend. So we are kind of going a little bit out of our comfort zone for this, but we've all kind of had an agreement of, you know, we're going to do what we can. We're going to walk if we need to. We're going to go as slow as we need to and just really try to enjoy this race, enjoy seeing each other. This really isn't about like testing our limits, right? This isn't about pushing ourselves to, to see if we can beat our time. There will be a time for that. And certainly there's a way to do it at the level we're at. Like if this would be a good time to maybe challenge your your 5K time, right? Like so track your run up to 5K, up to 3.1 miles. Take a look at your time on your watch and see if you, you know, how you feel about the improvement that you've had from the last time you've done a 5K. But as far as like making this a how fast can I do this five miler? Maybe it's not the time for that because we're not quite there yet. We shouldn't really be ready to dive into that yet. So we're trying to take that pressure off so that we remember this is all about the experience, about being together. And it's just kind of a stepping stone in our journey to our next goal, which is in the spring. It just helps us to stay, stay consistent and really to give us a kick in the butt through, through December. And it's going to be so fun, so fun because having yourself, like setting yourself up to do an event, whether you're meeting people or not, like like finding something where you can go to the start line and and finish strong and earn a medal, like you just feel so motivated after that. And it kind of just pushes you through, you know, these kind of darker months. So 
I highly encourage it. If you haven't done it yet, if you're not able to run one of the ones in Virginia Beach with us, if you're one of my current runners, um, look around you, see what's available. It's there. There won't be much because you guys know the big the big runs are in the spring and in the fall. So you do have to do either winter training or summer training to be ready for them. And there are sporadically some fun some fun runs like sprinkled in throughout the year. Now this one we're having it this time of year because it's a holiday run and it's all about you know Santa and and so you know they kind of a lot of race directors will play off of that as far as time you know times to have events like there might be one for the new year around you or maybe Valentine's Day that kind of thing so just something to look forward to and give yourself like those little boosts along the way because sometimes the daunting um looking out for months 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 and months away at your you know your next goal you know when you have those little stopping points along the way it's just fun it's just fun so i highly encourage you guys to to, to look into that if you haven't yet so Originally, when I hopped on here, I did want to share something that was pretty cool that we are doing. And I know those who those who listen to me are typically my current runners or my challengers who are looking to start in our next team, which we do have a team starting in, I think, two and a half weeks, which is so fun. Our 7.0 team will be starting in January. And then um, those who maybe decided they weren't quite ready to join the team but are still listening to the podcast. However, I have, have had people in their journeys, and I've mentioned this before, talk about not quite not being quite ready to run yet and still having that, you know, imposter syndrome where I don't think I can be a runner, that kind of thing. And I created a program called the Walk It Out program that I did a little test launch with a couple of months ago. And I had some people test out the program to give me some feedback and to see what they thought. It's really a program that's all about helping someone who is maybe already a walker or who wants to start with being a walker and work on getting those consistent routines down and really learn how to use walking to, you know, how to harness the things that we do in our running programs and kind of translate that into walking and how to set goals and achieve them through a walking program. So it is a three-month program and that is going to be available again um, this coming week. I'm going to be make, make that available to those who have reached out to me about it. And that I will start, the next cycle for that will start in January because it is, uh, it's, it's kind of self-paced, right? Like there isn't a, there isn't coaching or necessarily a group that you are accountable to, but there is a weekly email that includes like, you know, a coaching video along with the plans for the week and an explanation of what to do and tracking charts and how to set goals, that kind of thing. And each week we'll focus on a different topic. And so I'm really excited about it because I worked, I worked pretty hard on thinking about what topics are most relevant and most impactful for my runners, what has, what has allowed us to grow and um, just to share a couple of those with you, some some things that'll be talked about in that group, but things that we talk about often in the running in the running program. Um, obviously, the first one for my runners, you know that all about like discomfort equals growth. Like you're not going you're not going anywhere if you aren't experiencing some some level experiencing some level of discomfort where it's like facing apprehension straight on or physical discomfort. Like if you're not facing that some level of discomfort, then you're not growing and you're not really like reaching your true potential if you're not uncomfortable. So when you start feeling that discomfort, you know you're on the right track to growth and change. And that's pretty cool. Um, we talk, we, we'll be talking about week two in that program, how action creates motivation. We've talked in, I've talked in podcasts, previous podcasts about action creating motivation. And I talked a lot about it at the challenge. And that was a pretty popular topic when we did do the challenge two weeks ago. 
And just the idea that nobody can sit around and wait for motivation because it's not coming. It's never coming. It's never knocking on your door and saying like, hey, I'm here. Are you ready to go? Like, it's not happening. Like, most people will have to start unmotivated. The thing is, like, you'll realize once you take those first steps into the direction that you're moving, like, you start you start creating that action, then the motivation comes along the way in that process. And so it's not that motivation is non-existent. It's just not going to be there before you start. So you literally have to start to create that, the motivation that you're looking for. Sometimes you'll have initial motivation. Typically, that motivation initially is based on something like, fear um, or wanting to fix yourself, right? A mindset of like, I have to fix myself. Like I have to lose weight or I have to get it together or, you know, there's something wrong with me. I better hurry up and find a way to fix it. And that's just not a really healthy, successful mindset that's going to take you far. It really is going, that motivation right there is going to fizzle out within a week or two whenever you go too hard, too fast because you're trying to hurry up and fix yourself. Like it just doesn't stay. And so, you know, what we have to anticipate is that the motivation might not be there initially. And that's okay because you you will learn through your action that you have a tool to create motivation. And that tool is simply taking the first steps out the door. I had a runner who posted today. It was such a fun post. She posted about, she ran her very first five miler today. And so again, she's training. She just finished training for her going from zero to 5k. So that's 3.1 miles. She was in the latest group that just finished. So, so what we called Soulmates 6.0. She just finished the program and decided, hey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for a half marathon in the spring. And so she is training right now for the half marathon in March. And that was kind of like, a, oh, I don't know if I should do this. And, you know, when we talked about it, I reminded her like that discomfort, that fear, again, means you're on the right track. Like we need to dive into that because there's something there that's kind of tugging at you saying like, I think you should give this a try. And so that's where she is. So she's she's currently on the training plan to get to a spring half marathon. And as I mentioned earlier, like we are not at the five mile distance yet. However, she knew that many of us were running the five miler this coming weekend. She doesn't live in this area, so won't be able to make it. So she went out today and ran her very first ever, the longest distance she's ever run, which was five miles. And what's really cool about it is that she mentioned in her post, and our, our, we have a private Facebook group for our training, but she mentioned in her post that she drove there and she sat in the car for a solid 15 minutes wondering, should I come back tomorrow? I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I can do it. Like the motivation wasn't there when she pulled in to the parking lot, to the trail where she was running. It was not there. So she sat there for a while. And then she shared, which I love this because I can relate to this so much, how once she started running, it took her about two and a half miles in and then she then it then it clicked and then she felt like okay let's do this so she didn't even know i don't think she really knew when she started that she was going to run 5 miles but you know when she got to two and a half i think she was feeling good and saying like let's do this like i'm going to see if i can do this and you know she just kept going and she sent me a little video oh it was so good she sent me a video clip in facebook messenger and she was like hey tina i just want to let you know i ran 5 miles today which i didn't even know she was going to attempt and for somebody who's fresh out of their 5k program she's been training for weeks since she finished that. But, you know, to, to dive in, she did an 8K today. Like, how incredible is that? And she said, I just thought it would make you smile and, you know, help you kick off your weekend. And you better believe it did. Like, holy cow, that was so incredible. And, you know, it's just another, another testament to the fact that that motivation didn't come until she started moving. And then the motivation to go farther and to push herself, I don't think really kicked in until two and a half miles. So it is that action that creates the motivation. So the thing that we learn, the longer that we stick with this, the longer that we 
continue to show up, you know, in a consistent pattern that's manageable for us, the more we have that evidence to prove that the motivation will come. And so it changes our mindset. It changes our perspective. And then suddenly we don't think like, oh, I don't want to do this. We start to realize like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this. But as soon as I start going, like it's going to click and I'm going to feel good. I actually on my store, my Instagram stories and Facebook stories yesterday posted a memory that popped up on my phone from this time last year. I was training for the Pittsburgh Marathon, which is a full marathon, 26.2 miles. And so at this time of year, I had a six-miler to do in the middle of the week. And so again, it's dark, right? It's cold. And I, I, I like to be very real. Like, I don't want this to seem like, oh, well, of course, you know, she can do it or she's been doing this for so long. Like I want to be very realistic and I don't ever mean to be like a downer, but I do want to be realistic about my thoughts in every aspect of, of this journey. And so I took a video of myself saying like, okay, I'm supposed to go out on this run. I don't want to go. I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to go anyway. I have my headlamp on. Let's see what happens. And that's just how I was feeling. I did not want to go. And it's okay. I still went. And then for me, it must have been around two miles because I started, I recorded myself again. So like the second part of the story. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. And of course, as usual, like I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. Like I, I don't want to stop. And I was like, I was so happy and smiling. And I, I ended up going farther than I even needed to because I just felt so good. I didn't want that to end. And that's out there for everybody. Like that is out there waiting. Now, what are some things that might get in the way of that, of that feeling? If you don't have a plan that's made for you, if you're a beginner, especially, and you don't have a plan that's been kind of like, it's been made for you and where you are, then what can happen is you can go out on a run and start, you know, probably overdo it. Most people do. If you're left to your own devices, you'll just keep pushing harder, 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 harder and go out too far, too fast, too soon. And then that moment of like, this feels so great isn't going to come because you're going to burn yourself out pretty quickly. You're going to use all your juice up in the beginning versus where you pull yourself back, allow it to be easy, which is the hardest thing for my new runners to do. When you're super hyped up, the hardest thing to do is to pull yourself back and to say like, I'm going to let this be easy. And you just want to keep pushing like, oh, what can I do next? What can I do next? But you have to be very mindful that you don't want to, you know, light that fuse and burn through it so quickly that you decide like, okay, I can't keep up with this. So you allow it yourself to settle, you know, to sit back and settle into the idea that this could be easy and that's okay. Because if I can consistently show up, for this easy and and slowly bump myself up, like I'm going to make huge growth and I'm not going to burn out along the way, which happens to so many of us. So that was a long way to say that in week two, we are talking about how action is what creates the motivation. So that's pretty a pretty powerful topic. In week three, I talk about in the, the walking program, it's something we talk about often in our running groups, which is how to make it a habit, right? One of the first things that I tell my challengers to do. So in the one week challenge, one of the first things I tell them is that you are going to have resistance to making this a part of your life. It is not a habit yet. You are going to have people around you say like, what are you doing? Where are you going? I thought we had this to do today. Or like, you know, who are going to have discomfort, right? Like they're going to be like, what's going on? Like, like, what do you mean you're running? You, what do you mean you can't stay late at work? What do you mean you can't pick up the kids? Like all of these things are going to happen. And, and because it's not habitual yet, but when you continue to what I call, like I, I often remind them of staking their claim, stake, your, stake the claim on what's yours. Like this is my time. Three times a week, I'm showing up for myself. And you set the times and you set the expectation. After a couple of weeks, I would say probably within, I would say about week three of starting. And so that's like from, from week one of doing anything at all 
to week three, you start to establish that like, okay, this is for me. This is my time. This is what I do. And if you are consistent enough to even have like certain days that you show up and you you create that that certain time of week when it is for you, like I, I have runners who like religiously work out do their runs on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday before they go to work. And now it's habitual, right? Like it's not something that they have to think about or plan or discuss. I am, I, I don't, I don't handle that very well. I do not do that as well as I should. I, I still kind of like, oh, I try to go on Monday and Wednesday and then Friday or Saturday. Like that's ideal for me, but I don't always like make it happen that way. And so the more consistent you can stay in your life, the more, you know, of clear expectations you can set for those around you and the less the less the less you have to prepare yourself for what's to come during the week because it once it becomes habitual then you don't have to think about it. So if you ever read James Clear Atomic Habits like he talks about how you have certain triggers in your day that will you know trigger certain behaviors and certain certain things will trigger certain behaviors and then eventually they become habitual and you don't have to think about it. One of one example that he uses is brushing your teeth. Like many of us don't have to think about brushing our teeth. We don't have to get motivated to brush our teeth. Like we know that when it's time to go to bed for me, it's like, okay, it's time to shower and I brush my teeth and then I go to bed. Like I don't have to think about it because I do it every single day at the same time. And the more you can create that consistency in your workouts, the more habitual it can be and the less thought you have to put into it, the the less brain power you have to put into figuring out when you're going to get it done. So that's week three. And then week four is all about how consistency is key. Consistency is what change, changes you, not the intensity or the how quickly you can move through a program, but the consistently showing up. And believe it or not, and I, I try to emphasize this in the beginning of all of our programs, especially with our newest runners, is that it has so much less to do with the physical, the physical push as it does the mindset shift and the consistency. The idea that I'm going to show up for myself three times a week and I'm going to check a giant box that means success. I mean, let's think about it. Many of the runners who come to me are, you know, adults. So they're in, you know, they're kind of in their second wind, right? Like they're typically in in their late 20s, mostly 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond and like looking for that finding themselves and 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 you know reconnecting with themselves and and challenging themselves and seeing what they can do and you know it's 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 really about how to make that fit in your life especially if you're working a job if you're working two jobs if you're raising a family if you have hobbies outside of this like how do i make this fit into my life because most of us have responsibilities that we have to tend to. We have homes to take care of. We have relationships to maintain. We have families. Like you just have to find a way to fit it in, right? And and most of us can't drop everything and make this a five day a week, six, seven, seven day a week like endeavor. It has to be something that's more manageable. So three days a week we've shown, we have shown that it is so doable that my runners are are still running years later. Like like imagine that. Like if you were starting in January of 2023, Imagine this idea that without really having to like, you know, really having to stress out about it, that you could consistently be running in January of 2024, that you can literally meet and crush goals in 2023, like that you never thought possible, like 5k check, 10k check, fast 5k check, half marathon if you want to check, like it's pretty crazy. And without that much brain power going into it, because you create the habitual, right? The, the act of like, 
I'm going to make this happen for myself this time of the week. And then I'm going to show up consistently, consistency, consistently, and your mind will be blown at what you can accomplish. And so many of my runners, like I said, at the challengers in the beginning are like, can I do more? Or, you know, I don't like working backwards. I don't like moving back in our time. I want to keep pushing. Like, yeah, you can. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that you could push yourself probably doing double what I'm asking you to do right now. But the question is, will you still be doing that in January of 2024? Like, are you, is your body and your mindset going to be in a place where you're ready to welcome like the next doable, manageable step that's going to give you the longevity and, you know, the persistence, the the persistent mindset of getting you to that big goal that you want. And even if it's just, you know, showing up consistently for a year, like, why don't we just let that be easy and take these smaller steps and allow ourselves to establish all of these foundational things that are going to carry us through, right? Like I often talk about how like there's four things that you need to be successful. I talked about this in I think day six of the challenge and I kind of I kind of dove into like the things that you need in order to be successful really in any kind of workout program, but especially in running is like you have to have, first of all, you have to have a, a, a clear goal you have to have a clear plan to get to that goal. You know, you have to you you have to have a mindset to allow yourself to move slowly towards that goal and take manageable steps so that you can keep showing up consistently and then you have to have some sort of accountability, some way to keep you accountable to what you are showing up for. And like those are the those are the that is I would say those are like the four pillars that everything that we do in our programs and in our groups are based on, like having those four things. And and I think that's the beauty of why my runners love it so much is because it's already built in, right? Like who doesn't love having their 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 goals, like multiple choice goals, and then you know the plan is already done for you, like delivered to you weekly, and then having the the mindset work done throughout the week on, you know, during our our coaching sessions and then the accountability piece, like it's already there. And so that's why my runners are so successful. But if you can, you can create a space to have those four key items, like you can pretty much be successful at, you know, anything. If you, if you truly have like with integrity and, you know, if you, if you have those four components, then that's, what's going to carry you along the way. And so, you know, one of the things being that consistent, I think consistency is underrated. Overrated, no, underrated. It's totally underrated because people don't realize how, you know, if you show up over a period of time, and I, I use this analogy before, but I'm going to use it again. So, two runners, right? Training for, you know, just just say they want to become runners. So they start training together, and one runner tra- trains three days a week and is thinking like, ah, this is totally doable. I maybe I should do more. And then one runner trains for seven days the week that week, right? So we have one runner who tra- trained for three days. It's kind of like, ah, this is kind of easy. Like I'm not really burned out and pushing myself to throwing up on the side of the road. And then the other runner is going, you know, hardcore seven days a week. Um, so let's fast forward to four weeks later, right? Well, runner one who's running seven days a week burns out after, I would say, I, honestly, it's probably likely after a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Let's go ahead and give them, let's go ahead and give them I don't know. I'm going to say a week and a half. I'm going to say 10 straight days of solid working out, right? So um, 10 straight days where the runner who's showing up three days a week, four weeks later has already got 12 runs in, right? Because they kept going. And they also have the momentum and the mindset to go beyond that. So even though that person is showing up for three workouts a week, you know, one month later, they've done 12 workouts where person number one who did seven workouts in one week is burned out before they get to the end of week two at seven days a week. And they've only done 10 at most. 
And so, you know, person number two has lacked them with just their consistency and have the mindset and the space to be able to say like, I'm ready to do this again next month. Like that was so doable. I think I could see myself doing this through the whole summer because I had so much time. There were four days where I had flexibility to do other things and to rest. And that was really cool. I think I can stick with this where the person who's doing seven days a week, like let's say they magically make it through two weeks and they've done 14 days. Like there's no way you can go much farther than that because it's it's not maintainable. Even if you're doing five days a week, right? And you last three weeks, that's 15 workouts. So five days a week, three weeks, which is, which is definitely, I would say, definitely overrating what that that person would probably continue to show up for. Let's say that three weeks show up five days a week. That's 15 days of working out where already in four weeks, the person who thinks it's pretty easy and manageable has done 12 workouts. So maybe not the exact same, but over the course of a month. So now we're two months in, right? So person number one has already quit, even though they got to 15 workouts in three weeks and, and they quit. We can all relate to that. I've done it too. Um, so that's 15 workouts. And then person number two is doing three days a week and let's say for two months, right? So that's 24 workouts that are being done over the course of that time frame for person number two who's still working out three days a week. And so you put them side by side, right? And you realize that, wow, consistency is everything. Like if you continue to show up week after week and month after month, like the growth is incredible. And those runs just keep stacking up without the added stress of, can I even maintain this? And and typically for people who are, you know, looking for me and join me and and who are like me, it's like I can't maintain, I can't maintain five, six, seven days a week. It's just, it's not possible. And then I constantly feel like a failure because I'm constantly missing workouts and, and it doesn't help my mindset. So, you know, I just think these are everything I'm talking about today are, are such huge components of 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 how to be successful and really all about getting your mindset right and, and getting yourself mentally prepared for what to expect and why this actually works and why I have runners who are running half marathons and wanting to train for full marathons and you know a year after just become becoming a runner at all when they you know failed the couch to 5k or they they quit running numerous times before it's because like all of these things that I'm mentioning today the consistency and the, the expectations and 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 how to do it in a way where you're you're setting achievable goals and you know you know how I feel about weight loss and and what we talked a lot about in the challenge about not doing this for weight loss purposes weight loss can be a side effect for sure like a healthier healthier living can be a side effect of that but it can't be the goal of why you're doing it because nobody wants to do that nobody nobody wants to stick with something that's punishing themselves for you know what they ate and and tying the two together like that's no fun for anyone so um I, I definitely hit that one later on after month one of the walking program too, because all of these things, they're foundational to mindset and they're foundational to success. I do think you guys have talk, heard me talk about this before. If you've listened to the podcast, that the thing, the beautiful thing about running is that you can, you can set goals seasonally and there are typically races that you can be a part of to kind of celebrate the season that you've completed. And that's pretty cool. It's like reaching, it's like reaching an end, a finish line, and then celebrating yourself through a race experience. The cool thing though is, and I don't talk about this throughout the, the walking program, but but truly the cool part is like you can do that through walking too. You can easily find a 5K race and walk the heck out of that race. And 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 one of the things that I I really push in that program is this idea that we're just not like, we're just not strolling, right? Like there, like there's no room for just like, I'm going, I'm going for a stroll as if I'm, you know, browsing window shopping at the mall. Like 
Like that's not the thing. Like that's not what we're there for. Like this program would be for somebody who wants to like, you know, dig deep and and everybody is on their own level. So starting where you are, but already welcoming the idea of getting a little uncomfortable and pushing your pace and and tracking that. Like I have my walkers tracking their pace and and they have to complete 30 minutes um 30 minute like test. That's not what they're called. They're like 30 minute challenges at the end of each month to check their progress. So 30 minutes of walking they do that as like in the beginning to see their distance. And then they do it again at the end of month one to, to see how much they've gained as far as their endurance and their their speed and their pace, their walking pace. And then they do it again at end of week two, end of month two and end of month three so that you can track that growth. And then eventually you'll you'll be tracking your distances, right? Like how far did I get within that time frame? And that really motivates you to say like, oh, I want to push harder. I want to push farther. I'm going to go do a little bit. I'm going to push a little bit harder and in my paces because I break it down into into effort levels. Like there's the easy walk pace, and then there's like the, what we call the push pace, and then there's the um, the pace where we're really getting out of our comfort zone. And those three things are kind of incorporated throughout, and the program kind of grows itself that way. So that by month three, your workouts are not looking the same as month one because you're I expect you to be pushing yourself harder in month three even though this is a walking program. Like my goal is that at the end of this, honestly, my goal, I'm being honest, is that I'm taking the people who are apprehensive about jumping into a running journey and saying, well, why don't you start here? Why don't I show you and start teaching you some of those foundational mindset skills to get you in a place where you say like, hmm, I wonder if this could this could be for me. And so I want you to build that confidence and say like, this was fun. Like I like setting these goals. And I like pushing myself. Like I wonder if I could potentially, could potentially give running a try or maybe jog a little bit and see if it could be for me because it is fun and is, it is exciting. So this, this program, the Walking Out program is based on two types of people. One, either those who cannot, you know, have physical limitations and can't take on running journeys because of, you know, if they've had some former injuries and they've been told they're not allowed to run anymore, um, to those who are, again, apprehensive to, I just don't know if I can do it. I just don't believe in myself enough because a lot of my challengers come to me that way. And a lot of them sign up for and then don't show up because there are those reservations of like, is this something I could do? And if you're listening to this now, maybe you were a challenger who signed up, but then got scared of like, I don't know if I can actually do this. Am I really ready for this? And am I in a place where I could be a runner? Because we have this misconception of what a runner is and what a runner looks like and how a runner body has to be and, and you know, a running form and running breathing. And I'm just not made for that. Like, it's all nonsense, really. There is no such thing. You know, it's just somebody who runs and running does not have to be that difficult. And if you've done the challenge, you know that about me. Like, you know that I'm all about keeping it simple and reminding you that your body knows what to do. So don't make it more difficult by asking your body, like, what exactly should you be doing? And are you doing it the perfect way? And are you breathing the way you should? And for how many seconds are you breathing? Like, what? Are you kidding? Like, that's like, no, 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 no. So uh, that's, you know, that's why this program was developed. And my my idea is that like, I'm going to start it in January. Once I get the first, I would say, I'm going to say 30 members. Once I get 30 members signed up, if I, if I get 30 members, I will open a Facebook group for those walkers. I will not do it before that because there's no point in having a group if I don't have a group of people who are highly motivated to get in there and support each other. It could do more damage than it does you know, um, have then benefit the group. And so this is brand new and this is how it works. So um, I'm I putting that out there. You guys can look for it. If you're my runners right now and you're hearing this and you know somebody in your life who you think needs that little boost, needs a little like, uh, you know, a little motivation to move in the right direction and think, even if they've mentioned to you that they, you know, maybe running could be for them, but they're not quite ready. Like this is perfect. This is ideal for that kind of situation. And so my goal is to get this in the hands of as many people as I can so I can start creating those connections and 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 start really trying to find this person, right? This person, these people who I have 
I have gratefully and graciously found who are my people who have just needed like me to hold up a mirror and be like, look at, look at how badass you are. And like, I know those people are out there and I know that they're hesitant to take those steps forward. I am so excited. I have 14 beautiful people who are starting with us in January who have taken the plunge to say like, I'm ready for this. Like I did the challenge and I'm ready to rock and roll, you know, nervous, unsure. Don't know if, does Tina know what she's doing? Is she really gonna be able to help me? Like all of those feelings coming up, but, but we're doing it and they're starting in January. And so um, I want to create a space for those who aren't quite in that place, but you know, who, who, are needing this in their life because there there is a level of need. This changes people in so many ways. And my runners, if you're listening to this, you know that. Allow yourself to reflect on that for a second about all the ways you've changed, just even from week one. If you were one of my challengers getting ready to kick off the program in a few weeks, like think about how your mindset has changed from week one to where you are right now. It's pretty incredible what happens. It's incredible what happens with your your spirit, you know, your mind, your spirit with with the way you see yourself and what you think is possible. Like it's incredible. And so I know there are people who who are sitting in the sidelines and saying like I wish it could be me or that could never be me, that could never work and and so I hope that this allows me to uh, you know, scoop you up and say like, this could totally be you and you could totally make this happen. And I want you to to do this and and build your confidence and your strength and your endurance and and do some of that mindset training and get yourself ready to go. And then what happens at the end of that is that, you know, it's going to take three months to complete that. And then, you know, around that time frame, we'll be opening up a new challenge. We should be opening up a new challenge around that time frame. So if people want to say like, okay, I'll, I'll try this and see and see how it goes. So um, that's why I have created it because along these challenges, what what is so hard for me is when I talk to people and I get that feedback about like, I don't think that I'm ready or I don't think I can do this or this isn't for me. Can I really keep up? Like all those hesitations and reservations come come back in full force. And so I just wanted to create something that would allow like some stepping stones along the way. And if you're my runners, you know that feeling because you were there and you know, everybody starts there in the beginning. Everybody starts there and says like, can this be me? And, and again, allow yourself, especially my soulmates for life to reflect on where you are right now. Like allow it to sink in, allow what you are expecting of yourself to sink in. Allow yourself to re- to recognize that when you first started this, you were pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to run for 20 seconds. And there was this idea that like, I'm going to prove it to you, Tina, that I'm not a runner and I'm going to hate this. And then for those of you who maybe said that are still here with me over a year later and wanting to know like, okay, can I do a half mar- or actually are in half marathon training and have even mentioned to me like, I don't know, maybe I'll do a full marathon sometime. And just let, your, let yourself reflect on that for a second. Like, what? what in the world, what in the world happened? Like it's, it's so, it's so incredible. It's so incredible. And, and I am so grateful every day for having running in my life and for me finding a way to incorporate it in a way that was exciting and not about weight loss. Like I literally felt like I unlocked the chains, like someone unlocked my chains and, and those, those, those chains hit the floor when I no longer ran for weight loss. And I was like, I was so over obsessing over it. And I just felt like it was such a release, right? Like, okay, I'm doing this and it's fun and I have goals and I'm reaching them and I'm excited and my blood pressure is great and my heart is strong and my legs are strong and my body is moving and I can do more than I could and I feel more comfortable and I ran the farthest I could today and my breathing has slowed down when I'm running and I just, it's all so incredible and your body is so capable 
of so many amazing things that you don't even realize until you push yourself there. And it's going to take discomfort. It's going to take you to say like, oh, can I really do this? And and it's until you actually physically do it, take those steps and move forward until you realize like, oh, holy crap, like I can do this and I am doing it. And it's it's pretty crazy. It's super exciting. And I just, I am kind of addicted to it. I'm literally addicted to watching this transformation happen. And I'm I'm so pumped about this next group coming in and their stories that they've shared and, and watching them and how excited they are. And right now they're hating me because I said, okay, you guys are doing some maintenance miles for the next maintenance runs for the next couple of weeks. And I'll see you in January. Allow yourself to enjoy the holidays and show up for your runs when you can create those habits, but relax. And I'll see you in January. And then, you know, we're going to show up for each other and we're going to make some some fun things happen. And so they're like, wait, wait, what, what, what? I'm so into this though. Like I'm not ready. And I get it. I mean, that's part of the process. And, and there's such, you know, that is creating some level of dis- discomfort itself, right? Like there's a level of discomfort in not having the one-on-one support that came with the challenge. Like there is a level of discomfort. What do we know about discomfort, guys? Like what have you learned about discomfort? any type of discomfort is creating some sort of growth. So if you are a challenger listening to this and you're hating on me because why did you kick me out of the group? Why did you leave me alone? Here I am. Because that discomfort is also growing you in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's growing you in the fact that you've uncomfortably reached out to some other runners in the group to say like, hey, do you want to be accountable to each other? When maybe you wouldn't have without that discomfort. Or maybe you have realized like, oh, I have to be responsible for myself and showing up for myself. And you've done that. And you felt like, oh, like I actually can do this. I don't need Tina staring at me to get these runs in. Like I'm, I can actually do this and, and I'm excited for this. And maybe you allowed yourself, you know, you said, oh, you know, I can't do this because Tina's not here. She's not making me. So I missed my runs this week. And then that makes you realize like, oh, I don't feel as good when I'm not running. Like I, I, I missed the way that I felt last week. And so you grew in that way to say like, oh, I actually enjoy what running brings to the table, what running makes me feel. And so if there's discomfort, there is growth connected to that. And everything I do is so intentional. I hope you guys know that. Every stinking thing that I do is so intentional, is so intentional that it is based, it is based so much on your mindset, getting you out of your comfort zone, helping you develop a new image of who you are and what you can do. And then slowly pushing you along the way to reach your goals. And it's it's so fun. It's so fun. Anyway, you guys, so I will tell you this coming week, after you hear this, so it's releasing on the weekend during the Surf and Santa. So I'll be posting about that on my social media. Um, you will see some things coming out about the walking program for those who, again, know anybody who have talked about it and think that they might need a little boost. They might be dabbling in this a little bit. Um, I will share that. And then um, my challengers, I look forward to seeing you. I'll be adding you to the prep group um, about four days before we actually start our first our first coaching session. So that will be super exciting. And we're just going to we're going to do introductions all over again, and we're going to build up that team camaraderie, and we're going to be ready to rock and roll. I'm just so excited. And my soulmates for life, I have something that I'll be sending to you as a holiday gift a holiday like you're a rock star from me it's going to be coming to your email so look for that it's going to be coming probably this weekend and um i can't wait to see what you guys think you guys i love you so much thank you for hanging out with me thanks for being a part of this if you have any more questions or if you 
you know, you want to reach out to me about the walking program or the running program, please reach out to me on social media. You can DM me on Facebook or Instagram. You can also go to tinarepa.com forward slash run and reach out to me through that link. And I would love to connect with you and help you to talk through like, you know, what are your goals and, and how to point you in the direction of getting to them because it is life freaking changing you guys. I love you. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, Go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.